team and welcome to Finding A Way. I'm your host Evie Toombs and today's episode is something I think can help most of us right now. It's about motivation and not only motivation but also how we can get it when chances are we're really struggling to find it at the moment. Now this is something I've struggled with for a while at times and being able to actually overcome it and overcome my fears too which tend to go hand in hand with my emotions and my motivation and also sometimes my self-belief and things like that really makes a difference. So I wanted to share all of the things that help me, what I've learned along the way, what I find works for other people to help you hopefully find that little bit of spark, that motivation so that you can achieve what you want to do this year or at any point in your life and hopefully find a way. The comfort zone is a beautiful place but nothing ever grows there. I can't remember where I saw this, but it was the electric shock up the bum I needed to kickstart myself again. And that's what today's episode is, of course, about for all of us. I've accidentally found myself turning down opportunities and worrying if I can do things right, generally not being as productive as I can. And I think that's the same for a lot of us. Often we convince ourselves that it's safer to stay within what we know. Surprise, surprise, this is actually locking ourselves in our comfort zone, which is self-sabotage. Now, we've all been in that moment or at some point in our lives when we feel a bit stuck and that's completely fine. The first step is actually realising you're a bit stuck and then looking for a way to climb out. So, let's rewind a little bit and if you're anything like me or if you're human for a matter of fact, your comfort zone and barriers to motivation often come from your fears. So if you're struggling to know what your fears are or you're holding back, let's rewind a little and focus just for a moment on the things you want to change or what we would perhaps call the negatives in your life. If the negatives come easier than the positives, then congratulations, you definitely do have a human brain because that's how we're wired. So just bear in mind what the negatives are and what would be a good outcome if you could get over them. So for example, if you're lonely, being able to find true friendships is a good outcome from that and it should bring some sort of contentment and meaningful relationships. If you've got no independence and that's the negative, by getting the positive of learning to do something for yourself, that should hopefully become an outcome of better sense of self-worth and freedom. It's the end result you're chasing that is your goal. So you need to look at your negatives and look what positive steps can be taken to reach that end goal. And not always the actual thing as well, it's how it makes you feel. If you can connect with your emotions with that, 
it's going to stick in your mind a lot more and chances are you'll be able to make it a reality. Now the first step for overcoming your fears is actually looking for what can be achieved when we face our fears and entering that growth zone and moving forwards. Things like that really excite me and it should excite you too when you think of what you can achieve, what lies ahead if you're willing to grab it with both hands. You don't want to miss out on that. Now it might be something new or something that you've been near to for a while, whether it's in your work, activities, social or family life, this can apply to every inch of your life as long as you're looking to find a way to make improvements. You can do this in a few different ways but ultimately this is the goal setting part where you set aside what you actually think is possible and all of the barriers you put on yourself and focus on what you actually want. Drop all of your mental barriers and let your mind wonder to get excited, optimistic and motivated because your mind will naturally motivate itself and it will slowly put you on this path to realising what you can do. So whether it's what you can do today, what you can do in the next month, in the next year, it begins to open up your mind and actually turn those into actions. It can be helpful to find other people who are already doing this, but I can't stress how important it is to stay in your own lane, as I like to say, when looking at others. What I mean by this is essentially focusing on yourself and not beginning to compare your journey to other people's. Comparison is the thief of happiness. We're all going in different directions, at different speeds, to different destinations. It's great to see others achieve, but don't let their success scare you. If they can do it, so can you. So it's okay to look for inspiration. There's plenty of people on social media, but focus mainly on yourself. It's irrelevant how much John makes down the road or how much Tom, Dick and Harry are earning and achieving. At the end of the day, you are the person who matters here. Don't lose sight of that. Anyways, back to letting your mind wander and broadening your horizons. This is how it works. If you let yourself thrive off excitement, it begins to make things happen naturally and this becomes much easier. It actually drives you forward and keeps you motivated. Why? Because enjoyment feeds motivation. Motivation is the key to helping you get where you want to be. It's like the fuel in your tank and so is enjoyment too. So don't be afraid to get excited and enjoy the process. Often I think we're fed this idea that making progress and change has to be really gruelling and miserable experience. But actually if you're working towards something that makes you happy, it should uplift you and make you feel a bit like a kid again, excited. This works really well for me when I'm in hospital actually. Just to paint the picture, 
being in hospital feels a bit like being stuck in a black hole at times. There's no way out and often not a lot of hope, especially when you're having a lot of invasive treatments. It's really lonely too. I think it's important to dedicate time to what you genuinely enjoy and working towards more of that. For me, that was of course the horses and also being able to raise awareness for invisible illnesses and parasport in general. It gave me something to enjoy and something that I could do and kind of fill my time with and fill my mind with too instead of filling it with negativity. It really helped keep my mindset focused and my head above water during a real struggle. Now, I know each of our struggles will look different to each person, but we can always find something, if not to enjoy right now, then to at least look forward to. I'm not sure I would have been able to cope half as much had it not been for having something to work towards and something that completely captures my imagination and happiness. All I do know is that moving forwards, I will definitely do it again because it helps so much. So take it from someone who's tried and tested this theory, perhaps sometimes in the worst scenarios. You need something that lifts your spirits and when you find it, work towards it. Now I'm hoping by now you'll have an idea of something that makes you happy or sparks your interest that you want to work towards and the next step is to shift your mindset to prepare you to go and get it with both hands. Why? Because the doing is sometimes the easier part and getting your mind in the right zone makes it a lot easier. When we're thinking of what we're scared of we often straight away think of what can go wrong, what the risks are, what people are going to think and what's the worst that could happen. But instead of doing that, I think we need to flip this round actually and instead ask ourselves what's the best that could happen and we go from being a bit excited about things to actually getting really excited when we see the potential of what we're about to do. Many things are much more likely to happen if you focus on them and if that's true shifting your mindset away from the negatives and focusing on the good one it's a lot less stressful and two it is so much more productive with your time if you want this to be easier you need to shift your mindset to the positives and feed off them when you're worried or scared it is so easy to let your fears eat away at you I do this a lot when I'm competing and also preparing speeches for public events and things like that. If I'm planning what to say and how to stand and all of the little details, I'll naturally begin to think about what if I stumble on my words or, you know, if if no one listens and if I can't carry on and you begin to paint this picture in your mind of it all going wrong. Whereas When I'm able to think, right, I'm going to speak really clearly, I'm going to stand with my shoulders up, my posture good, I'm going to project my voice, it makes me more familiar with things going right and that will naturally come. And it's the same with anything, it's the same, again, like whether it's public speaking, competing, 
all those things or taking on your biggest challenge yet, thinking of the positives and reminding yourself of them makes them feel more familiar. And we all like something more familiar. So it's a great way to make you feel more comfortable when you are stepping out of your comfort zone. I don't actually think we give our brains half enough credit for how clever they are. But this is essentially how our brains work. We're guided by our thoughts. Try to make yours positive. Now step three is believing in yourself. Something we often don't realise until we've made these huge leaps and steps is quite simply that you are more ready than you realise. So stop talking yourself down and use your current achievements of proof that you can do it because they prove that you are capable of not only overcoming your fears but exceeding your expectations. You just might not know it yet. But also I find something really helpful and whilst people either love it or hate it is fake it till you make it and before you feel sceptical just bear with me here. If this is something you really struggle with, then please feel free to join the club with me, for starters. There's something called anticipatory anxiety. And it's basically anticipating and getting worked up on things that haven't actually happened yet. And it's more severe than the actual experience. We tend to make the unknown more difficult than it actually is. And it's not unusual to hear people say, once they've encountered something scary or something new, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. But when you fake it till you make it, you kind of pretend that you've already done it and naturally move your brain past that worry point. And by doing that, it helps you get over it a lot quicker. So if you're someone like me who kind of needs to give yourself a kick up the bum and a good shove, Don't be afraid to sometimes tell yourself, I've done this before, I can do this, I know what I'm doing. And telling yourself it, one, because part of it is true, you can do it. It helps to basically feed your brain this idea that, yep, you definitely can. And before you know it, that fake it till you make it is actually true anyway, because you've already done it, you've already achieved it. And that little bit of motivation and kind of just telling yourself something that you don't know yet can be really powerful because this is about acting as if you know things will be okay acting fully confident in yourself and feeling like you can do it pretty soon that acting does become a reality Here's the bit where it gets fun. Now we take action. Dare yourself to take a risk. Just take it. We don't need another 100 steps on this plan. I don't have time for that and neither do you because there's too many good things coming. You can do it. It doesn't matter if you start small but start today. For a while I've spent a good bit of time trying different tactics to get the best results. And often it's the preparation that can make or break what you want. Once you've taken advantage of your brain and shifted your thoughts to positive outcomes, you can go out and get what you want. 
all you have to do is take the first step. After that, take the next one. Break this down into small chunks and steps, knowing that each one is progress and will add up to something incredible. Often we take very, very small steps and don't reward ourselves either. And I think it's really important to recognize that every single step is a step in the right direction. And even if you don't make progress at one point, you're still working towards a goal and no goal just goes from A to B and is a linear process. There are ups and downs within everything, but essentially, if you're working at it, you're going to get there. I remember when I started visiting primary schools actually and the thought of trying to keep 400 young children's attention for 20 minutes gave me the shivers. It's hard enough doing it with two children for five minutes, but being aware of what could be a challenge actually helped a lot and I knew what to plan for and put that plan into action, keeping them entertained, involving them, making things fun and still being able to get my point across, which was of course to raise awareness and the reason I visited schools and still do. So putting your planning to action also requires thinking of yes, okay, what could go wrong and how can I plan for that? And that also helps if you're a worrier by being able to troubleshoot things and make it easier because you've kind of got an escape route. You've got an escape plan for if things go wrong or if things don't quite go to plan, you've got a way to deal with it. And it makes it a lot easier when you're actually doing it. At the end of the day, putting your plan into action is that middle step between everything being an idea and a success. Now whilst you're doing this, bear in mind that your original goal is there. Do not lose sight of it. At this point, when I was visiting schools, mine was simply to raise awareness for invisible illnesses and parasport, and more importantly, to help other children that were in a similar position to me. By doing that, I had to overcome some of my biggest fears, which was a huge challenge and something that I've kind of grown with as I've done it. But I knew how important it was and that it was needed. I knew how many people it could help and what a difference it could make. Keeping in mind my why helped me to stay focused. So when you're going about your plan and maybe you're halfway through, Remember why you're doing it and what your reason for it is. Sometimes risking a fail is still a better option than staying where you are. And for me, I knew this was true. Often the worst part is overthinking and the doing is much less stressful. And the best part is actually when you've done it, it's experience. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. You'll become more knowledgeable and confident and with exposure to learning new things, you'll learn new skills and that will build your confidence too. So if you're sat here thinking, do I start, don't I start, how do I start? Just remember that the more you learn, the less apprehensive you'll be about what you need to do. So go out and get it. All growth starts at the end of your comfort zone. So maybe 
the comfort zone isn't quite as comfortable as we first realized and in fact it's a bit of a black hole that you can get stuck in and it's hard to climb out of but please remember that you are far more capable than you realize and you need to act on it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first solo episode of Finding A Way. I'm Evie Toombs and I would love to hear what you think. If you've put this into practice, head over to my Instagram and drop me a message or a comment. I'd love to hear and perhaps we can talk about it on the next show as well. In the meantime, stay safe and continue finding a way, not an excuse. Thank you.